freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. everybody welcome to episode number 370 of gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform we are brought to you by azfirearmsauctions.com where you set the price on guns ammo and accessories i am one of your hosts cheryl todd and i'm the other guy dan todd our theme today is Armed Women of America, and our guest is Helen Moore. Helen is the Executive Director of Armed Women of America. The mission of Armed Women of America is to enable women to be their own self-protector, creating freedom, peace of mind, and confidence in themselves. Welcome to the show, Miss Helen. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here. I, you know, we both live in Arizona, right? But yes. we had to go all the way to Nevada to meet each other at the SHOT Show. But I was so happy that we did because I was really unaware of this big, new, exciting thing going on with the Armed Women of America. So uh, talk to us about this group and how it intersects with the Well-Armed Woman, which is the name that I think everybody pretty much knows across the nation. And first of all, let me just say the name is brilliant. Armed Women of America. I couldn't believe that was even available as a URL. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's a really exciting time for us. The, um, the organization was, became a nonprofit in 2015 uh, as a part of uh, the Well-Armed Woman LLC. So we were formed as TWAW Shooting Chapters, Inc., in 2015, and the organization has just grown tremendously. We have over 10,000 members. We have almost 300 chapters. We're in 48 states. We are women teaching women uh, defensive handgun skills. Uh, our chapters embrace people, women, who have uh, maybe never touched a gun, never fired a, a, a pistol before, through women who shoot competitively. Uh, it's an opportunity that chapters meet once a month and they have an educational component and they have a shooting component. So it's an opportunity to spend some time with like-minded women, uh, learning, improving, sharing uh, firearm skills. Um, in uh, 2020, the founder, uh, Carrie Lightfoot, took a step back from the, uh, the shooting chapters uh, and we needed, to, there was a lot of confusion about, well, what's, you're all well-armed women, 
<laughs> and so, and Twa Shooting Chapters, our legal name, doesn't really say who we are. Mm. So the decision was made that it was time to rebrand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in December, we launched uh, our uh, DBA, um, Armed Women of America, and we are really excited about that. We feel like it's a name that says who we are. Um, our mission is still the same. Our vision is still the same. Helping women have confidence in the skills, the knowledge uh, to to protect themselves and their family. Absolutely. Well, Carrie is a, a personal friend. She's been on the show several times. And, um, you know, I do know that the work that uh, all of the ladies that she has brought into this mm-hmm. field and inspired is really, it's, it's top notch and it's, it's done for the right reasons, mm-hmm. right? This is trying to empower people, help keep people safe. Um, I'm part of a group called the DC Project and our, mm-hmm. our hashtag is education, not legislation. Why? Because education is the key to safety. And that's what you're doing every single day for women, not just here in Arizona, but all across the nation, right? Yes. And, and, uh, it's, it's important, you know, I, I'm a strong supporter of law enforcement, but the reality is if you're in a crisis situation, Mm -hmm. the police are not going to be there in, in 10 seconds. And that's, you know, maybe all the time you have to make a decision, um, to protect yourself, protect your family. And so making sure that, uh, everyone has the opportunity to have the ability to to do what they need to do in a critical situation is very important to us. Right, absolutely. Right, and I I like it. It's not just learning how to use a firearm, but it's learning situations, uh, your surrounding, your elements around you. And then if you do need to use a firearm, what do you do next? There's so much to it. It's not just taking somebody out shooting. And I'm jealous because if guys went and did a uh, uh, armed men of America, all they do is talk about how they're better than the other one. So really <laughs> it's good that your women can do that. And, and plus the fact that women network so well mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's a super plus that it's just going to help the firearm mm-hmm. industry so much better and our rights, keeping our rights better. And, and women are the largest growing segment of first time gun buyers in the United States for the last year. Uh, so we want to be uh, a vehicle for them to learn good safety and handgun skills from the very beginning. And women learn differently than men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all of our uh, chapter leaders are volunteers and they're all certified instructors. Mm-hmm. So it, it's women. Now, we respect that men have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Uh, we bring in men instructors from time to time, but it's really an organization that is women empowering other women. Um, you know, they've come out of a de- domestic violence situation and, mm-hmm. and it's not just learning the handgun skills, it's developing the confidence uh, to take care of themselves. And like you said, situational awareness. Mm. Um, and because I think f- for 
us, the last thing you want to do is have to, to pull your gun out of the holster. Mm. But if you do situation, yeah, want to make sure you know how to use it and, and how to uh, come out on top of that situation. Yeah. It's funny because criminals, it's not funny, but criminals look at people and they look at for people that aren't aware of their surroundings. Mm -hmm. They're, they're just kind of like paying attention to their phone or their kids or whatever else. And, and Mm -hmm. so they can have the advantage, but when they see that people are looking around and aware of what's going on and confident that when they're walking down the street, Mm. they tend to stay away from that person. Mm -hmm. So it's it's awesome. They're they're looking for the easiest victim. Right. Uh, They're predators. That's what they're doing. They're engaging in predatory behavior. Yeah. And so that's why the, um, developing that broad-based skill, that's why having, the uh, educational piece uh, before going out on the range to practice the actual um, gun handling skills uh, is so important. Mm -hmm, For sure. So what do you, uh, Helen, see as your main mission as being the executive director? So uh, my focus is uh, infrastructure building for the organization. Mm-hmm. You know, our membership is growing significantly, uh, and it's important that our chapter leaders have all the resources they need to support that growing membership, mm-hmm. that we're providing good educational opportunities, both for leaders and for new members at all skill levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a nonprofit, but it still takes money, yeah. uh, to run the organization. So, you know, financial management is, is part of my responsibility, uh, finding sponsors to, to help us underwrite those programs so that, that it's affordable. So membership is $75 a year. We want it to be affordable, mm-hmm. uh, for everybody that is interested. Um, and, and we have some scholarship programs for those that, truly need uh, the opportunity and don't have the resources right now uh, mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to do that. So it, it's a, um, it, it makes, I have a background in nonprofit management and I've tried to uh, most of my life in nonprofit work for organization whose mission I have a passion for. Mm-hmm. And when this job became available, I've been with organizations since April. Uh, when I um, interviewed for the job, it was like, this, this is my perfect job. This covers all the things that are important to me. Uh, and so it was an awesome opportunity when I was offered the position uh, to, to come into an organization like this and, and be part of the continued growth and expansion. Well, and what a time in history, because we have, depending on whose numbers you, you look at easily eight, 10, maybe even 12 million brand new first time gun owners Mm -hmm. who, you know, I'm sure there are some that are, you know, kind of doing the Christmas puppy thing where, all right, I bought it and Mm -hmm. I don't really know what to do with it. And I'm going to stick it in a safe or on the closet shelf somewhere, Mm -hmm. but I would want to say that that the vast majority, they do want to know how to engage with this 
this tool. They do want to connect with a, a broader community of people. And what a perfect time for your organization to be, you know, rebranding and really saying exactly who you are, the armed women of America. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's so perfect. And I think you're going to be able to serve people in a, in a way that maybe no other organization could. Yeah, we, um, you know, there are other organizations out there, but we feel like um, our niche is really the skills development. Um, mm-hmm. And during shooting on the range or even state uh, shooting events, they aren't, the comp- competition is with yourself mm-hmm. to be better, your target to be better, for you to be faster, more accurate out of the holster than you were last time. Mm-hmm. And it's so awesome to see all the other women that you're shooting with cheering you on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. And- Do you have a background? Like, were you raised with firearms or is this, you know, kind of, you know, you're using your other skills mm-hmm. in this arena. Uh, where are you on that spectrum? So I, I was not raised around firearms. My dad had a hunting rifle. And, and I think that in my lifetime, I can remember him hunting maybe twice. Um, we were outdoor recreational people, but he, you know, hunting was not, he was a fisherman. So um in my um, part of my late mis- misspent youth, I had a friend who was really into firearms um, and just getting into it. Uh, so I thought, well, you know, this is something kind of interesting that we can do together. Uh, and so I went with him shooting, and I did a little shooting, but um, the guns that I were use- was using were his. They were way too much gun for me you know, didn't fit my hand. It was too heavy. Um, It was a 45 caliber 1911. And I'm, you know, small hands, um, not real strong. So, you know, and he was like, eh, you're just not very good at this. And I was like, okay, so I'll just go with you. Um, And then I uh, worked for an organ, worked for the National Pawn Brokers Association. And half of our members there were um, FFLs, type two license. Mm-hmm. And I worked a lot with the regulatory part mm-hmm. of the FFL. So working with the um, ATF and with NICS and with the FBI on on gun tracking. And, and so I had um, contacts and experience uh, on that side of it, on kind of the retail side. So when I uh, came when I had the opportunity to come. And, and so, you know, I got my very own first gun uh, in September. Uh, and well, it's congratulations. Per- <laughs> I know it's so exciting. I'm like such a grown up. Um, yes. And, and it's great because the, the, um, the other members of the chapter that I shoot with, let me try different guns before I bought one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that I was able to kind of get a feel for what I might like, I, I was able to do the, um, a 250 pistol class at Gunsight mm-hmm. uh, and used a couple of other guns up there uh, and really was able to improve my skills um, 
by that, I mean, I hit the target more often than not with that. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, it, it's, you know, uh, I've always been a strong advocate of the second amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether, whether you choose to be somebody that carries concealed every day, whether you are someone that keeps a gun in your house to feel safer, or you carry a gun in your car because you're traveling uh, someplace where you might be stranded and, and who knows what. Um, I think that uh, it's, everybody has their place Mm -hmm. in the world of firearms. Um, And if you're not somebody that's comfortable with shooting a gun, owning a gun, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it would, it's nice to know that there's somebody with me that <clears throat> does. Yeah. And there's a place that you right. can go and get the training and the confidence, mm-hmm. right? The armed women of America. Yeah. Well, Helen, a little bird told me that you're going to be a speaker at our ninth annual second amendment rally in Arizona. That's uh, February 19th. Yes. Can you, give us, can you give us a little idea what you're going to talk about? Well, um, kind of like I just said, I, I feel like um, my, what I have to offer is that um, the Second Amendment protects all of us, mm-hmm. whether we own a firearm or not. Mm-hmm. And it is essential that we protect that uh, and, and speak to how important it is for women to take charge, take responsibility for protecting themselves and those they love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so that, that, that's where my message will come from is, is from my heart and uh, <clears throat> why I, I think, and I think it's especially critical right now, uh, which in, at this point in my life, it, it saddens me, but I feel like tyranny in this country is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. If yes. we do not stand up and say, no, this is a free country mm-hmm. and I'm not going to comply. Boy, see, that's the thing. And And I think that that is maybe even more powerful coming from somebody who, you know, didn't grow up with guns, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not part of our, our second amendment echo chamber, because you know, whatever group you're in, you you do tend to find yourself in a little bit of an echo chamber. And it's always so important to be able to, to understand, are you being welcoming to others that, that didn't grow up the same way Mm -hmm. we did and don't have, you know, all the acronyms down as we're you know, talking about things and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I think that uh, the fact that you do come from a world that wasn't steeped in guns and Mm -hmm. second amendment rights and all that uh, is actually more powerful for you to be able to be sure that your organization keeps that door open, keeps the conversation flowing for people that um, would be brand new and not sure if they're even welcome into this, uh-huh. this whole world. And then the other thing I want to say is that, you know, speaking at a rally, 
we've had some people, um, even gun store owners that we've yeah. said, Hey, come on out and be a sponsor for the rally or, or, you know, be a speaker. And their response is, Oh, we're not political. Huh. And we're saying, I'm saying, well, neither, neither is the rally and neither is the second uh -huh. amendment. It's party or bill of rights. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, helping people understand through your voice, this is not a political stance. This is right. Cause we're a 501 C three. We don't take a position exactly. on political issues, but we can and do provide information about the value of gun ownership and the importance of being skilled mm -hmm. in the use of that firearm. Mm -hmm. uh, it you know kind of surprises me how many police officers only go to the range to qualify once a year. It's like your life depends on this. Come yeah. on. It's <laughs> true. It's strange that you said, you know, that it's a political issue. It's really not a political issue. You're right. It's but it's, it's like in the, our constitution <clears throat> that's for everybody. The other side made it political because they're mm -hmm. trying to take away our rights. And now it becomes a political issue because this this is our right. This is what we do. Yeah. But what I'm what I'm really excited about is, you know, there's been over, I don't know how many millions of brand new gun owners this last couple of years. Brand new. These are people that are itching people for like me. Right. They're mm -hmm. itching for education. Mm -hmm. They're itching for friends that are involved. You know, we hope that the people didn't just buy a gun and put it in their nightstand and walk away from it. We hope that they get involved and they get to be responsible and get training and talk and interact with other people that are also first time gun buyers. And mm -hmm. I think we're going to see a lot of that at the event on the 19th. And I'm hoping that our speakers will address that, that we're, we have open doors for you. We're here. Well, we have you questions. guys are going to have a booth as well. Am I correct in that? I think so. Yes. Um, trying to round up enough volunteers. Yeah. To back me up. Um, but um, I'm, I personally know what it feels like to be kind of intimidated mm -hmm. yes. about, well, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, where do I get training? Yes. Um, how do I know I'm going to a good instructor? Mm -hmm. uh, and how, how do I know what's the right gun for me? Mm -hmm. Because the, the guy at the gun counter is going to, or my, maybe woman at the gun counter, sorry, didn't mean to be you know, <laughs> pigeonholing anybody, but they're going to try to sell you the most expensive gun or the one they're, you know, going to benefit the most from mm. that might not be the right gun for you. And quite frankly, having your husband take you down or worse yet, buy you a gun and say, what I got for you yeah. um that doesn't mean it's it's the right and the e even for women what is right for me may not be right for you mm -hmm. and Helen, I am 67 years old I've owned three gun shops I have to tell you I will confess to the millions of people out there right now that I am intimidated when I walk into a gun shop yeah and yeah. with my experience Mm -hmm. And so I look at that and I see when a woman or a new gun owner uh, yeah. wanted to be a gunner Either walk into it. our mm -hmm. store is like, I was overly wanting to make sure that they were comfortable because even to, I went into a gun shop a couple of days ago. 
I was nervous. Mm -hmm. Why? I know, I know probably more than everybody <laughs> at the counter combined. Yeah. I've been there, but I, I just am. And it's because it's, it's just how it was. And it's mm -hmm. so, ha I'm so happy that women are getting more involved in this sport and, and the right to second amendment rights and stuff, because they are going to change all that. Mm -hmm. They are the ones that have the open arms. They are mm -hmm. the one that don't force you, push things to you, but suggest things to you. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need. And any gun shops listening now, if you don't think that, uh, you know, we, our gun shop, we never sold a gun because we had more of them or because we needed to get rid of them. We really concentrate on trying to get the customer what they wanted. And so not uh, all shops are like that, no, clearly, as we're saying, but right. Uh, good points yeah, yeah no it, it's it's um it the shooting chapters are great because you're not just learning skills you're also having opportunity to explore uh different things and you know it's like okay i got this gun so what kind of a holster or oh you know I, that holster looks good what do you think of that or yeah, I part, I got this belt and it's great for, for me because it, you know, it hooks where I need it to be. Um, and I'm not a real tall person and Cheryl, if I remember correctly, you, you and I are, you know, similar stature there. Not and, the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, finding a holster, cause I'm, I'm pretty short waisted. So there's not a lot of yeah. draw room yeah. um so to speak uh and finding a holster that sits in the right place yeah. that i can get it out effectively and quickly yeah was kind of tricky That's but true. i talked to a whole bunch of of ladies and and said you know well what's working for you and and you know do you like that and why do you like that and and so it just having that opportunity um and on our, our Facebook pages are, you know, wealth of information. Oh, yeah. I just got this new, or somebody just came out with this product, or I just discovered yeah. that, yeah. you know, oh, shooting pants that are actually made for women. Oh, forget <laughs> about that. Oh my There's gosh. There's shooting pants? I, yes. There is, tactical huh? pants or whatnot. Really? So mm -hmm. yeah, I, there's a 5.11 store and I'm going to call them out, but uh, here in uh, Glendale, I hear Peoria. Uh -huh. So I went over there. And whatever size number is normally on my pants, I had to go three sizes up because they're not built for curves. Even the women's cut, they're no. not. And I am a curvy girl. And right. I just ended up feeling like terrible by the time I came out of the store because, you know, you say, who cares about the number? Well, I'm sorry, women do. I we do. do. <laughs> do do they have shooting socks too? They might've had, I'm not sure about that, but anyway, you're right. There's a whole world out there that, you know, it, and it's, it's nice to have somebody to, to go to on Facebook or a friend that you, you had at your shooting class with the um, armed women of America chapter and be able to say, all right, the, if I go three sizes up, these 5.11s, they fit nice and they look good and they work well. Is there something else out there that, you know what I mean? And and to exactly recipes, basically, right? Yeah. It's like, did you know there are uh, 
leggings now where they're designed for concealed carry. I'm like, no, I can get behind that. <laughs> leggings for sure. Give me elastic. I'm a happy, happy girl. That's from all those gym like. I have to wear jeans with buttons and zippers. <laughs> what belt? is that even? Belt? A belt? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't even own pants. Okay, I don't I wear even dresses. Room for that. Come on. <laughs> so, all right. Well, this has been so great, and Miss Helen, I'd, I'd love for you to tell folks how they can continue to follow the great work you're doing. I know you are still. Um, we're sitting in the studio on Monday, February seventh. Uh, of 2022. So, you know, however long in the future people come back and watch this, I like to give them a chance to, to understand where we are in history. You're still in the rebranding mode. So, some we are. so we're, are we're sort of in the middle of where we're, hopefully our new website will be launching. We sh it should be up and running by the 1st of March. Okay. Our current website is twawshootingchapters.org. Mm -hmm. And we are TWAW Shooting Chapters on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, on Facebook, we are, depending on where you look, um, <laughs> but we are TWAW Shooting Chapters is still how you would find us on Facebook. Okay. Uh, we will be armedwomen.org will be our new website. Uh, and you should be able to find us there. Uh, around the 1st of March. But if you go to the old website, once the new one is out, it will forward. Good. Mm. So yeah, that'll be helpful. Uh, yeah. So we're we're still out there. We have a Phoenix uh, office in Phoenix. Um, and like I say, we have uh, chapters in 48 states. Uh, if you go to our website, you can search uh, by state and, and look for a chapter close to you. And we are always happy to have people come visit a meeting and see if it looks like it's the right thing for them and and make those connections so it it's about embracing um, and helping each other grow absolutely well i am just so thrilled that uh we happen to find each other at the shot show which is a, a huge event every year in las vegas and uh, for two Arizona gals to be able to bump into each other, that was meant to be. And absolutely. Um, and then I was just absolutely thrilled that you accepted my invitation to speak at the rally uh, because people can get nervous about, oh, it'll put us in a political light. Uh, but you understand that it's not. I, that was so welcome. Uh, for me to hear. And I am excited to see you out there on the Capitol lawn on Saturday, February 19th, between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. for the big celebrate and protect your Second Amendment rights rally event. Well, I am so excited to be there. Thank you for the invitation, both to be with you today and, and to be part of the rally on the 19th of February. Uh, I uh, I think it's important that we just continue the conversation about the Second Amendment and why it is important to every single individual in this country, whether you choose to own a gun or not. Right. Absolutely. Well said. All right, Miss Helen Moore, we will be seeing you soon. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye.
Oh man. That's, you know, that's the thing is we've allowed in too many places across the nation to let our rights become a permission based system. I didn't give them permission. And how is it a right if you need somebody's permission to use it? And so to see that people will step up and speak out and, and come together on shows like this and, and the rally to, to realign our thinking with what our founders had in mind. Right. That's, that's awesome. And it's working. We just keep doing this. We just keep, keep it up because we have this to back it up where the other side, all they have is theories and a lot of false promises. I mean, think about all the laws that's been put out there on the books about firearms. Mm -hmm. If they removed 90% of those laws, we'd be in the same position we are right now. People that use guns in the crime should be penalized. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these laws don't even need to be on the books. So as we get more people involved and friends talk to friends, get, you know, talk to politicians, we could change this. Absolutely. And for those of you who are listening and don't have video to see, of course, what I'm holding, what we're referring to is our United States Constitution, which includes our Bill of Rights, which includes our Second Amendment, that is our, it's the the legal constitutional words that protect your natural God-given right to self-defense. And Sometimes people get it turned upside down and they think that the government gave us our rights. And that is absolutely not the case. Right. And I've read this thing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to read. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you there's no buts in it. No. No buts. So the 27 words that make up the Second Amendment, it doesn't say, but. but if, if it's a cannon, it's too big. If it shoots more than one round, it's too fast. But no, there's no buts. It's not like Droopy Dog. I was Droopy Dog. Droopy Dog Brandon. <laughs> I'm here to tell you a little story. Or if if somebody has used the tool, the same tool you own, to do something horrible and evil and murder others, so now you can't, you, the law-abiding, responsible right. citizen, can't have this, that same tool, that it, it doesn't even follow logic. Right. Well, they think the police would be there in time. But wait, they're the same ones that are saying defund the police. We don't need the police. But, oh, wait, there's the ones that are having the high crime in the cities right yeah. so i just give us our rights oh, don't give us a right leave our rights alone right yeah so yeah absolutely yeah. all right hey. well, we're gonna scoot on out of here yeah I, you thought i was gonna say wrap it up didn't you i said scoot it out scoot it out boot it out of here scoot on out of here all right until you know what i forgot to say yes. is if you want to um find any of our previous interviews we have been doing interviews with subject matter experts for years now yeah so it's a there's a huge uh body of work uh out there we've only been a video-based podcast for a few years so there's not a, a ton of videos on our youtube channel but please go check out the ones that are there and like subscribe and hit the notifications button so you'll stay on top of every uh, interview that we have coming up. I want to but, tell you that a, uh, somebody I talked to a couple of days ago said that they listen to our show, but the main thing that they get out of us 
is going to the website and seeing all the people that oh. have been on the show mm -hmm. so that they can reference that. Absolutely. So, it's very important. Tremendous database. So, um, so two things. So if you want to watch the videos, go to YouTube or GunStreamer or the Opslin smartphone app. If you want to listen to the interviews, there's many more on there because we were radio long before we were a right. uh, podcast. Uh, then you can click the, uh, go to gunfreedomradio.com, click the on-demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content. And what you're talking about is on the guest tab. Yes. Right? Our guest tab. We have several, I mean, hundreds, right? Hundreds of yeah. guests that have been on over the years. And there's photos and links and bios to all of their work. It's a tremendous resource, as Danny's saying. And when you spend time there, we don't hate that. Right. And you could actually, you know, like you go there and Jeff Knox, look at his site. If you had a question, you could click his thing and he'd, he'd answer you. Absolutely. Right? You're looking at my screen here. Jeff Knox of the Firearms Coalition. His family's been in this national conversation for two generations, yeah. uh, at least two generations. And uh, he's been our, our guest a few times. And he'll be my co-MC at the rally. So this is the ninth annual celebrate and protect the second amendment rally event is going to be held on saturday february 19th uh, from 10 a.m to 2 p.m on the lawn of the arizona state capitol it's like a beautiful park setting it's a family friendly festival style event there's a junior patriot park bring the kids bring the neighbors it's going to be a wonderful day uh, speakers like miss helen moore is, are going to be uh, you know, all day long, we're going to have a, like 30 speakers from all walks of life, uh, all focused on uh, supporting, celebrating, protecting the Second Amendment. Be sure to be there. If you want to find out more about that, we go, you can go to the uh, 2ARallyAZ.com website, give you all the information on that. All right. Did we, did we do it all? No, nope, we didn't say pray for our nation pray mm. for our leaders mm. pray for the ones we don't like especially, especially the, the ones, ones we don't like we don't like and why do we not like them because they're not constitutional i mean silent. we don't know them we don't go to dinner with them right. why don't we like them because they're working against our our future our right. constitutional rights we are each generation is a bridge from the previous generation to the next to protect and preserve that legacy right and that inheritance and there are people that are actively trying to chip away and destroy that inheritance. And that is what we don't like. So it's not like we don't like them because they eat $15 ice cream or fence their house in. It's, it's not why we don't like them. We don't like them because, because they're trying to change our government. They're trying to change our freedoms. And, and that's what we don't more like. Like Venezuela. Why right. would we want to be more like Venezuela? Yeah. Or Australia. <clears throat> Why would we want that? Right. We don't. We so already have a Venezuela in Australia. We're the United States. We are the grand experiment in freedom. Right. Let's let's keep working on that experiment. Right? Right. So we're, you know, it's not we just just we don't dislike you. Mm -mm. We just like what you're trying to do to our country. And you need to stop it right now, or you're gonna go into timeout. <laughs> Well, at the next election, maybe That's we can put out. a bunch of them. Gonna, I've heard rumors and hire some new ones. <clears throat> I heard rumors that some of them, some of them are actually dropping out of it completely mm -hmm. because they're afraid and the others are going to lose their seats. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if they can do it standing up anyway, but <laughs> so anyway, so there is some good news down the trail. And why is that? Why is it? Because we are finally getting off the sofa and we're talking to congressmen. We are going to rallies. We are voicing our rights. And that is why it's going to change to the better because we have been silent too long. Up top, right there. All right. Very good. All right. Well, until next time, be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless. Bye-bye.